Good morning, Texas Values friends. Welcome to the Texas Values Report on this very humid and somewhat a looming stormy day. I hope you're having a great weekend. Uh, we have some things that we need to talk about, you know, in this upcoming year about, you know, some things that as a citizen you need to be aware of. And that's what we do here at Texas Values. We want you to be involved in all sorts of the political process. And one of the processes that some people aren't aware of are the agencies in Texas. And one big important agency is the Texas State Board of Education. And they do a lot of work that is important because it affects over a million students or five million students, I believe, in the state of Texas. And so our guest today is Barbara Cargill. She is a science educator from Conroe, but more importantly, she's been on the State Board of Education for a number of years. And she's with us today to talk to us about the State Board of Education, what they do, uh, the importance of that agency, and how you can get involved. Barbara Cargill, thank you so much for being on our show today. You're welcome. Good morning. I hope everyone is doing well and thoughts and prayers will be with everyone as this crazy weather comes through. Yes, absolutely. And we appreciate that. So, Ms. Cargill, um, we're just going to talk, you know, a little bit today about the State Board of Education. You know, I think a lot of our Texas Values friends are aware of some of the work that Texas Values has done at the State Board of Education. Um, If you remember, Um, Back in 2018, uh, Texas Values was involved with the history standards that were being streamlined at that time, um, you know, in regards to calling the Alamo defenders heroic. That was a debate. And also, you know, whether or not we should include Moses in the standards. And so if you've been following Texas Values, you're somewhat familiar with that. But Barbara, if you can just, you know, explain to our listeners kind of what is the role of the State Board of Education? So that's a great question because a lot of people are not familiar with it or have not heard of the State Board of Education. And for starters, there are 15 of us, and we are elected. Um, We are elected for four-year terms, and we represent 15 districts around the state of uh, Texas, meaning that our districts consist of about 1.7 million constituents. So we we cover a, a lot of ground and a lot of people. This is my 16th year on the board, and wow. I, was a, I was a classroom science teacher and a stay-at-home mom when I decided to run, and I just felt like God really motivated me to become active at the state board level, and the, the things that really attracted me to do this, um, to serve in this way for our state, because we are volunteers, um, but... What attracted me was, first of all, the role that the State Board of Education has in reviewing and adopting instructional materials or textbooks. Mm -hmm. So the textbooks that your student brings home or a lot of school districts are going digital, but the textbooks that your students are accessing online, we oversee the review and adoption of those. And so that was very near and dear to my heart as a former biology teacher. Um, The State Board of Education also sets the curriculum standards. Many of your listeners have probably heard of the Common Core State standards, but never fear, Texas is not a Common Core state. We have our own Texas curriculum standards called the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills, or their nickname is the TEAT, so that's a little easier. Um, and so we, we set those. We work with educators and we work with 
professionals who are specialized in the field. So, for example, when Texas Values was involved with the um, setting the curriculum standards for history and how history is taught to our students in Texas, um, then, you know, we worked with uh, volunteers from around the state who had a knowledge of history. And, of course, most of them are educators, but we do always value people coming in who have a knowledge of history. So business professionals, parents, you know, other citizens who want to come and volunteer and help, we always welcome that. And Texas Values, for the time that I've been on the board, has been a huge part of that. And I'm so grateful um, to have the help and the support and the prayers of your team, Mary Elizabeth, including you. Of course. We're very grateful for that. Thank you so much, Barbara. And thank you so much for your 16 years of service. I mean, that's and a very impressive amount of time, you know, to serve on the State Board of Education and to be, you know, such an important uh, person in adopting standards. And you talked about the TEKS, and I know we at Texas Values kind of throw that term around a lot with, you know, people who come to our office, and we throw it around, you know, on Facebook. And you kind of explained a little bit about how the TEKS are, you know, the education standards for students in public schools in Texas. So can you go a little bit um, into the process, you know, of adopting the TEKS? You know, how are the TEKS adopted, you know, step by step? You know, just explain to our listeners, you know, what is the process for creating these standards that, you know, public students all over Texas will be learning from? Sure. So that's another great question. And so I'll walk you through what we're doing currently. So right now, the State Board of Education is overseeing the review and revision of the health curriculum standards or the TEAC. And so uh, and and that's a a big thing. And I'm sure that there's going to be quite a bit of publicity and and media uh, about these standards. And so what happens is, is that we as a state board and also we work uh, side by side with uh, staff on the Texas Education Agency. We also work with the Commissioner of Education, Mike Morath, who is a fantastic commissioner, I might add. And so, um, you know, we try to, to work together. Now, we're elected and the, the folks who work for the Texas Education Agency are not. And so we answer to our constituents, which is very, very important. And so, for example, I'm the state board member for District 8, and so I do all that I can through social media, um, through a large email newsletter uh, list that I have that I send to my constituents, and I do all that I can to recruit people. And in this case, I'm trying to recruit people who are health professionals, so either educators or um, doctors or nurses or other health care providers. Um, people who maybe work in nutrition and exercise for like the local YMCA and et cetera. We're also doing the, the PE standards along with the, the health standards. And so we um, try to get these folks to apply to serve on a work group. And once someone applies, then um, I can nominate. I'll go through the applications, and then I as a board member will nominate Um, the people who I feel are the most qualified to serve to represent my district on a work group. Um, And so what that entails is that the agency then goes through all these applications and decides, you know, when, um, you know, it's kind of like putting a jigsaw puzzle together. You want people with certain strengths 
Um, for example, we need people who have a lot of knowledge about kindergarten through third grade and the health standards that those little ones need to learn. And then we have another work group that would focus on maybe fifth and sixth or maybe seventh grade and all the way up through high school. And so the agency kind of puts that jigsaw puzzle together of when certain folks will come to Austin to work on the health standards. So that's where we are now. I know that the work groups have met, I think they've met maybe three times in Austin, um, and then they rotate off. So it's not a huge time commitment. It's maybe one to three days in Austin. Um, some of the work group members are asked to return if they have, you know, special expertise in a subject. Uh, but it's up to the volunteers, the people who apply, as to how much they will actually serve on a work group. And so they come to Austin and they meet together and they're going through the health curriculum standards, which, by the way, have not been uh, reviewed or revised since they were written in the late 90s. Oh, wow. And so it's pretty important that these health standards be updated. And, yes. you know, we've got to add uh, topics that have become critical, you know, in that time span since the late 90s. So, you know, for example, bullying has um, become such a big issue. And so we've got to have more of a concentration on that. We're trying to add awareness of, of things like tick-borne illnesses, which you might not think is a big thing, but Justin Bieber just announced that, that he has Lyme <laughs> disease. <laughs> you know, yeah. who knew? So, um, so we're, we're trying to cover it all. We're trying to work and focus quite a bit on um, you know, mental health, which, as we know, is a big issue in our schools now. And so we're, we're trying to focus on that and to really make these health standards um, you know, the best in the country. So that's where we are now. At some point, um, the, we will, the State Board of Education will start receiving drafts of these reviewed and revised standards, and that is when we will start having public discussions at our board meetings, and anyone is welcome to come and testify. You do have to register, which is easily done on the Texas Education Agency website. If you just do a search for State Board of Education, you'll find that very easily. Um, and then at some point in the process, we will start voting on this renewed and revised language in the health standards. So that's, that's how that process works. It's very public, very transparent, and we encourage all members of the public, any citizen who is interested, um, to become involved, whether it's by serving on a work group committee or by coming to Austin to testify or by emailing or making a phone call to your board member. Yeah, that's right. You know, the process at the State Board of Education, uh, you know, is very public and it is very transparent. And I think that's why, you know, you as listeners should definitely get involved at any part of this process. I mean, we've been encouraging people to sign up for work groups, especially if you have a health background, um, like Barbara said. You know, if you're a nurse practitioner or a doctor or even if you've been a health teacher, you know, to sign up to be on a work group. But at every point of the process, you know, there's an opportunity for you to be involved and for you to give, you know, your expertise or your experience and share that with the board members or with the TEA in order to create, you know, very well-rounded standards, you know, for the public school students. And so you already kind of explained, you know, what the work group does and how it fits into the process. And I think, you know, it's very important for people to know that, you know, they can be a part of that as well. And so 
if you want to be on a work group, uh, please, you know, email uh, your resume uh, to info at txvalues.org. And um, we can guide you to the website to where you can apply if you're a health professional or, you know, a doctor or a health teacher. And, you know, it's we want as many people to, you know, sign up to be on work groups as possible, you know, so we can have Absolutely. various opinions and various expertise. And so that when they have these standards, you know, these drafts that they take to the State Board of Education, you know, it can be easier for, you know, people to see, you know, where they stand in, you know, setting these standards for the students. Right. So, and Mary Elizabeth, to give a little bit of the timeline for the health and PE um, peaks, it looks like in April, this so this coming April, so time is of the essence is what I'm trying to emphasize. Right. April, the State Board of Education will be just have an open discussion at our board meetings about the health curriculum standards and the PE, of course. And then in June, um, at our State Board of Education meetings in June, is when we'll have first reading, which means that we'll have our initial vote on the health and PE peaks. And then September is the second reading and final vote. And so I would urge anyone who's listening who is interested in serving on a work group to apply as soon as possible um, because, you know, we're, we're moving right ahead with this. And so we need you. And on that note, <laughs> we are, it's a very busy year for, this, for those of us who are board members. Um, we are also starting uh, to review and revise the science piece. So oh, wow. for those of you who keep up with State Board of Education issues, you might be thinking, well, you just did that. Well, you're, you're correct <laughs> in that about uh, two or three years ago, we did what was called a streamlining of the TEKS for science. And what that meant is that the, the, we as a board looked at the K-12 through uh, science courses, but only at, it was a partial review. And so we did look at K-8 through science peaks, but for high school, we only uh, looked at biology, chemistry, physics, and IPC courses, so only four mm -hmm. of the courses in high school. And a streamlining means that the work groups could only make recommendations to um, delete content. So in other words, we were trying to put the teaks. I guess a good analogy would be to say to put them on a diet. There was just too much too much content for a teacher to cover in one year. And so that is what the streamlining was. But now um, we're back on the normal review schedule for science. And so this is going to be a full review and revision. So we will look at every single science course that is taught in the state of Texas. So that would include, include things like oceanography, um, you know, environmental science, uh, astronomy, earth and space science, et cetera. So we'll pick up all of the courses that we did not streamline. And so, um, again, uh, we're on a tight schedule. We're still accepting applications for people to serve on the Science Peaks Committee, and we need you. So if you have any kind of, of science background, please uh, consider applying, because in June of this year is when we will have our first public discussion about the science peaks. So April we'll be discussing health and PE, and then just a few months later in June is when we'll start discussing science. And then our final vote for science will be in November, after taking the final vote in September for the health and, 
and PET. So if you're confused, just <laughs> um, contact Mary Elizabeth, or I'm happy to, uh, you could forward those emails on to me, Mary Elizabeth, and I'll okay. give them the, the timeline. It gets a little bit confusing because we do have a lot going on right now. Yes, it seems like the State Board of Education is pretty busy, you know, with writing uh, and rewriting the standards. And so just to recap, you know, I want our listeners to make sure that they have these dates right. So June is the first reading for the health and PE standards. Right. April's discussion. June is first reading, the first vote. And September is the second reading, which is the final vote. Okay, great. And then for science, um, June will be the first public discussion. Is that correct? Mm, That's correct. And then November. September September would be the first reading, which is the first vote that we take, the initial vote. And then November will be the final vote. And so any of these meetings, um, citizens are welcome to come and testify. And again, I mentioned that on the PEA, the Texas Education Agency website, there is information about how to register. We do require that you register. Um, that helps the, the chair of the board determine how much time is needed for these, um, these hearings, for the public to come in and testify. And we do love hearing from um, the public. And I understand it's hard for a lot of folks to get to Austin, and so that's why I would encourage you to email the board, to email your state board member. You can look that up online very easily. Just Google who is my state board of education member in Texas. Mm-hmm. And then all of our contact information is, is easily available. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, if you're out there, you know, and you're not in the Austin area or even the Houston area or traveling to Austin seems really hard for you. Let's say you're in Amarillo or Lubbock and coming to testify at one of these meetings seems a little daunting, you know, do what Ms. Cargill said and actually, you know, email and call and write letters to your State Board of Education member and let them know uh, what you think about the health standards being applied. And of course, go to the TEA website. It's a great resource uh, that'll keep you updated on what's going on at the State Board of Education. And there's a lot going on. It's We're going to be doing health and PE, but at the same time, science standards. And, um, you know, there are a lot of opinions from different sides coming in. And so you need to make your voice heard. And if you really care about what our children are going to be learning in public schools and you care about the future of Texas and our country, then you should really be involved in this process. And of course, if you have children, then you really want to know what they're learning in public schools. And this is a great way to be involved and be, you know, directly involved in that process on what is going on in the classroom. Well, Ms. Cargill, thank you so much for coming on. You gave a lot of really good information that I think really clears up, you know, what the role of the State Board of Education is and you know, what you do as a school board member, which is so important. And, you know, I appreciate the transparency and just like the ability to be involved uh, in the process at the State Board of Education. I think the first thing I did in this job was testify at the State Board of Education. And so for those of you who are nervous or, you know, hesitant about testifying, it's it's great. You know, all the board members are respectful and they listen to your opinions and they really do value people, whether or not you're a policy advisor like me or just a parent. You know, they really appreciate all opinions and they really want you to come and testify. 
That's right. And that's how I started, Mary Elizabeth. I was concerned, you know, I guess about 17 years ago uh, about some content that was in a biology textbook. And so I had the only political thing I had ever done was vote. I oh. always <laughs> voted. And I'd take my three little boys with me and we would go vote. Yeah. Or I would vote and they would watch and learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I decided I had an opinion about some content in a biology book and I drove by myself to Austin and I spoke to the state board for my three minutes. I was very, very nervous, but they were, as you mentioned, very kind and respectful and, and I made it through and, and I felt really good after, you know, and, and so uh, we do welcome you, and I think you'll find that most board members will, be, will actually be smiling at you yes. if you come and testify. <laughs> yes, yes, that's always good. And see, like, you never know. See, you might one day testify um, as a parent, and the next moment, several years later, you might become a State Board of Education board member. Right. So <laughs> definitely. God works on your heart in interesting and mysterious ways. So yes. that, that was the beginning for me, for sure. Yes. So definitely take that leap of faith and be involved um, in this process if you're encouraged to do so. And we do encourage you to be a part of this process. Well, Barbara, thank you so much for coming on today. We really thank appreciate you. you and all the work you do. Well, I appreciate you and I appreciate Jonathan and all of the staff at Texas Values, you really make the work that I do much more pleasant. And um, just knowing that you are there for us as board members is a great, great comfort. So thank you so much. Yes, of course, of course. And thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks. Have a nice weekend. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, Texas Values friends, so you heard a lot about the State Board of Education and their process, and that is very transparent, and you can get involved. I encourage you, you know, to uh, go to the Texas Values website for updates, but also check out the Texas Education Agency website for updates so you can be involved in that process. You know, education has been a hot-button issue lately at our organization because of what has been happening in Austin ISD, but What's also been happening across the state, you know, we've been publicizing a lot about, you know, the sex education uh, that's been an issue that's been happening in Austin. But we've also, you know, seen other issues uh, arise in the state. And one of those issues that we were involved in uh, with the school district late of last year was with Willis ISD. Um, They were about to adopt a SOGI policy. The board, through a perfectly democratic process, voted it down. Um, However, another issue has arisen in the Willis ISD, and it's an issue that's kind of similar, but it arises from a different incident. So a school board member uh, altered the school logo um, so it would display as, you know, having the school logo on the backdrop of a pride flag. Um, The school board had issues with it, mostly because of copyright issues. You know, you can't really alter a school logo um, that the school owns and make it into something else. And so that was uh, something that a parent felt, you know, was not appropriate to use the school logo to alter it in a way, um, in an almost commercialized way to display a political opinion. Uh, Because even if it were some other, you know, opinion, you know, whether it was, you know, to display a certain faith or another political opinion, uh, it would be chastised. And so this parent felt like, you know, this school logo should not be used, you know, for political reasons. And so 
there was, you know, a lot of back and forth, um, a lot of protest. And in the end, um, the superintendent of the Willis ISD uh, decided that he would uh, actually ask parents to take the logo down. And if they, you know, did not, you know, peacefully take it down, then they would have to send out cease and desist letters because they weren't complying with the copyright rules and the school board's already set policies that you cannot alter the logo or use the logo for political reasons. However, the ACLU became involved and the ACLU recently wrote a letter to the school board and is threatening with lawsuits um, if the superintendent does not retract his letter to the parents and does not retract his request uh, for the parents to stop altering the flag and stop posting this altered, you know, commercialized and political version of the school logo. And so that's an issue that um, has been boiling up in the past few days. And it's something to be aware of because of just the political uh, climate of it, the tension that arises from it. You know, there were set rules set in place by the school district um, and those rules were broken. However, it's become more of a political issue. And, you know, if you open this floodgate of allowing, you know, this flag to be posted like this, there is danger that, you know, you could have everyone, you know, alter the school logo district, uh, school logo of the Willis ISD. And so um, it's a issue to watch out for, um, especially now that the ACLU has become involved. It's become kind of a issue that has national attention. And so I think it's very important, you know, as parents, you know, to pay attention what's happening in your school district, uh, these political groups that are happening. Um, but as always, we appreciate your support at Texas Values. Please donate if you feel led to do so. And we hope you have a wonderful weekend.